I can't separate the process of writing from the visual process. I'm speaking only for myself here, but I'm a highly visual writer. In my imagination, when I'm thinking of a scene, I think of every last detail of it. The space, the color palette, the blocking of the actors, the placement of the camera. Stephen Gagan. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee S's. Our final red flag of the month is going to be something that I think we both see a lot in new author writing, and that is bad blocking. When we say blocking here, I don't mean throwing up an arm to divert a punch. In this particular case, we're talking about how people move across the physical space in your story, in that scene. The term, at least when I first heard it, comes from theater, where you sort of choreograph the movements of all of the characters in a way that feels natural, but also is conducive to the story and helps the story thrive and grow. The same principles can apply to your writing in making sure that you're blocking out scenes so that the movements are correct and natural. I have a really low tolerance for this one because my brain wants to act those things out. And when it doesn't make sense, I get frustrated. And I probably won't stop reading the book, but it will turn it into a spite read. Yeah, my tolerance level is about a three out of 10. As someone who pays a lot of attention to how a fight scene plays out, because I feel like that's at least as telling as a verbal argument for the characters, having these bits of information not match up with each other as far as how they're moving is incredibly distracting for the story. How they fidget or what they're doing with their hands or anything like that really makes a difference in conveying the personality of the character. So if it's done incorrectly, if they're doing things that are not physically possible, then it's distracting, especially if you are like me who plays the scene out in my mind as I'm reading. This presents itself in a handful of different ways. One of the most common ways I see this happening is teleportation. Your character is sitting at the table and, oh, now she's standing by the window, even though we didn't see her get up and move. Oh, nope, now she's back at the table. Oh, she's by the door now. All of these movements where she's teleporting around the room makes it very distracting because it's very difficult to pay attention to what she's saying. Another major problem when you aren't properly blocking out a scene is that you end up with illogical fight scenes. It drives me nuts when somebody unsheathes a six-foot-long sword from their back. Do you know the angles that would have to work for that in order to not get stuck in the sheath or accidentally like lop off the back of your head? Or even you're blocking my way to get to somewhere. Okay, now I'm going to get behind you and try to get you in the kidney. And instead of now my being closer to the place I'm trying to get to, I'm going to keep fighting you and go finish the circle or whatever else. Make sure there's logic in how your characters move in the fight scene. Another problem with bad blocking is that sometimes you'll end up with characters just popping up out of nowhere. I actually had a problem with this in the last book that I published, and I can't remember what stage it was caught at, but I want to say it was after it got printed, 
Oh boy. That we finally caught that during my edits, I'd removed when this particular character entered the scene. And all of a sudden, he's just there. And she's talking to somebody that nobody knows that he was in the room yet. And she's already talking to him. And it was a little bit of a nightmare situation for me to realize I'd made that mistake. And this really is a big problem in the editing process, making sure you're not removing those key elements of a character entering. Another thing to be careful about is accidentally reaching through people. I read a book recently where the whole blocking process was off because she was like kneeling on the counter and then she was sitting on the counter and then reaching behind her and then he reached and the way for him to reach what she was trying to grab was basically having to reach through her because there just wasn't enough space for it to work out any other way. So it was just a really awkward process because the whole scene was blocked out incorrectly. You see a lot of this characters phasing through other characters in fight scenes as well. There has to be a logic to the types of movement that they're doing. Romantic scenes in a similar way where no, the, the body doesn't actually bend like that. Like you need more space there for that type of a joint movement to occur. And I think the most important place is to make sure you're really paying attention to the blocking and that are most often incorrectly blocked are either your romantic scenes or your fight scenes. Those two things are just so easy to mess up if you don't know what you're doing. Because a lot of your character's movements are like a verbal argument. You're declaring intentions. There's a thing that you're doing with the movement that is character-driven. If you mess that up, we completely lose track of the character. This doesn't mean that you have to track every single movement that your characters are making. We could have gone through Lord of the Rings with a lot less walking and been okay. So every detail isn't necessary. What's necessary are the important details of major movements that they're making. If you mentioned that they're in a place and they go to a different place, you need to mention that they're in a different place. We've talked before about the scene and sequel aspect of writing. There's the stuff that's anchored in a physical location with dialogue, with arguments, with actions and emotions. And then there's the sequel, which is the more existential, where they're mentally chewing through the things that have happened. These outside of a physical location moments, those are okay to not be grounded in a physical space. The scenes have to be grounded in a physical space and the characters have to interact with it well. There are times to not anchor the character's movements in a physical space in reality, if it's magical or if it's a sequel part of the scene and sequel. But for the most part, this is a huge red flag for novels. The biggest thing for not only myself, who likes the fight choreography, but Lee, who imagines the story like a movie in her head as she's reading, it's very distracting when you have to back up, rewind the footage, and then try to keep track of the character's movements because the author was unclear. I think the idea of that having to backtrack and replay the scene in my mind was really apparent in the Broken Blade book that I read, where she said dialogue and then did an action that took place before the dialogue. 
So my brain hit rewind and replay and had to edit the sequence of events. And that's very much what poor blocking will do. And I don't like to put that much effort into reading. I like reading for fun. Another big reason why I see this happening is that authors don't recognize that it's happening, but your reader doesn't pick up on the fact that they're moving. This is where editors and beta readers come in handy because they will point this out. It was my readers who pointed out that my character just suddenly popped in out of nowhere. This is also a very easy issue to start occurring during the editing process, like it did for you, where it's decided this character doesn't need to be in the scene, and then they pop up and then they disappear again. (laughs) Because your original idea has changed from the beginning to the end, which is part of the editing process. I don't want to say neglect that advice. Just pay extra attention when characters are being removed or added. So, let's get into the details of how to fix this problem. Whatever the issue is, show us what you were actually imagining. Lay out those details. Explain everything. If you need to cut it down, get an editor and your editor will be able to point out the details that aren't there. But it's better to over-explain than have things that don't make sense. I would much rather read Tolkien. I love Lord of the Rings. I love Tolkien. I will read it, despite all of that length. Nerd. Yes. But I would rather have that than a story where nothing is making sense. And the easiest way to fix a lot of these issues is to make sure your characters have something in their hands. Ground them to the scene in some way. Give her a rolling pin. She's rolling out dough for cinnamon rolls. Great. And then she can point it at him when she gets angry at him. She can nibble on the dough in order to buy time for giving a proper response. She can interact with the props around her to communicate subtext. And you as the author are forced to keep her in a place because of how she's communicating with the props around her. And if you're still not sure, act it out. Find someone else that's willing to walk through the scene with you to make sure that it's physically possible. Now, be careful who you do this with with romantic scenes. Make sure that you're both very trusting with each other. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I will do this all the time with my fight choreographer. I will come up with a concept and an idea and we'll do a fight chart and I'll bring it to him and then we'll talk through how these pieces happen. It's my job as the author to put them down in a way that the reader understands. But I would not have been able to have nearly as interesting of a fight scene if I didn't have a buddy to walk through it with me. And it doesn't have to just be for fight scenes. The scene that I was describing where she was kneeling on the counter and then sitting on the counter and reaching up and behind her to grab a drink and that all could have been fixed if she'd spent a little bit of time walking through the physical movements of that. So the long and short of it is do not sell yourself short. You have a great idea. You have a great story in your head and you can easily cut your own self off at the knees by making that blocking not make sense. You know how it's happening. Take the time, do it right. And when you write about it, write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.